It's uh, foreign. Uh, it's foreign. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Sweet. Okay. Can't wait to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Indonesian action thriller. Yeah, no, Indonesian. It's, it's Indonesian. Oh, it's written by Gareth Evans. Salamat yeah. Puggy. I've, I'm halfway there. Slumat Soro. I'm turning the subtitles off. Slumat. Bagus, bagus. Slumat Puggy. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. It's Born to Watch, and of course, we are live from the Panic Room. My name's Whitey, and I'm the host of this amazing podcast. Let's meet the team. And for tonight, we are back as a whole with just a little bit extra. Dan, still reeling from the extra duties he had to perform when the land is ready to fire. How are you, mate? Yeah, that was fucked. (laughs) Excellent. And we have a special guest. Damo joins the team again. Welcome back. Back again, yes, thank you. I think some of the special may have faded. I don't, I don't think so. Three. Well, b- being three, does this mean I can get my own locker now in the Born to Watch change rooms? I, I, well, well, we'll put it to a vote. Well, uh, also too, um, I'd like to request, like when we hit the showers after the podcast, that I get my own soap. I'm sick of asking you for it. You're really clumsy. It's always on the floor. Yeah, it's usually between my uh, <laughs> between my legs. Okay, we'll work, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Anyway, and look, riddled, riddled with pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fresh from the butt crack. And look back from a mini hiatus. It's great to have my loyal number two sitting opposite me. You were sorely missed, mate. And uh, obviously, our love went out to you when you weren't here. And mate, it's great to have you back. Thank God. Thanks, boys. Thanks for that. And yeah, excited to be back in here again. We got a full studio. So we're going to have a cracking episode tonight. I think I think so. It's it's the kind of movie that just reeks of uh, of of a good episode, I reckon. Look, the scary theme continues here at Born to Watch as we move towards Halloween. This is a dark, twisted, and absolutely visually stunning serial killer thriller seven from the incredible director, David Fincher. Starring three and actually really four actors that would become Hollywood royalty. And it's in the early days of all their careers. You know, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and also uncredited Kevin Spacey. This is really, I think, the movie that catapulted all of them. Obviously, Kevin Spacey won the Academy Award for Usual Suspects, but this is the movie that really sent them into the stratosphere. And as for David Fincher, this was only his second feature film. He'd had Alien 3, which was a categorical flop. Crap. I actually, yep. I actually don't mind it but it wasn't the movie that he wanted studio interference. And he actually had decided he was retiring and never going to freaking do a movie again. I think he got fired three times. Yeah. It's, in, it's in must that, be and rough. he didn't get the movie wanted, which I think he did in this one. Given the control of this movie, it's obvious that he's about to blow the world up. The thing I love about this movie, we know exactly what we're up for. You know who the characters are. You get a gruesome murder. You know that Somerset is the guru cop, but he's ostracized. He's a bit, he's a bit too smart for everyone. You know that Mills is just an idiot. How good's the basketball tie that he's wearing in the first scene? I don't know if you noticed it. It's terrible. Have a watch the next time. Mate, what about his big floppy white shirt? Yeah. That old mid-90s style. Yeah. yeah. 
He, he, rocked, he, he rocked it. It was the pirate shirt. Was that big? It was the puffy shirt. The puffy shirt. I gotta say, he looks amazing in this movie, Brad Pitt. He is oh, come on. eminently fuckable in this movie. He's up there with George Clooney for my turnability. That's two weeks in a row you've mentioned that. <laughs> well, it might be this might be it. This might be the beginning of something special. <laughs> Look, uh, I saw this movie at Hoytringham Mall and up until then had never seen a movie like it. Probably the closest to it was the one we reviewed last week, Silence of the Lambs. But as we said, this one says, hold my beer and just takes it to a whole other level. I saw it three times at the cinema. I saw it on the day it was released. I saw it on the Saturday and I probably saw it a couple of weeks later. Of course, the first one was solo because that's what I do. Yep. Now, boys, do you remember when you saw Seven? I have no, no recollection at all. Mm-hmm. But I think it probably would have been the mall. Yeah. How was the mall? The oh. The mall was. I do have a. I do have a mall story. Like when we all went there. Yeah. Do you remember we all went there and you two morgues and Gal when we saw Attack of the Clones? It was a midnight I session. Do, I yes. do remember that. Yeah. Yes. That was a big session. But that night, there was some guy dressed up. He had a a, a pot from a pot plant on his head. Remember, it was like a, the worst cosplay ever. Darth Vader. Yeah. Having a sword fight up the front. But then the highlight was some guy in the audience said, it's my mate's birthday. Let's stand up and sing happy birthday to him. And he, and he stood up and everyone <laughs> sung happy birthday. And then I don't know if it was me or you that yell, I yelled out, oh, happy 50th, because at that stage yeah. we thought 50 was super I old. I remember. But then, but then in some beautiful birthday tradition, you yelled out, show us your cock. <laughs> so <laughs> through a full, <laughs> through a full <laughs> cinema. Yeah, Okay, that's next level. But then, and I remember, Morgs, you were there. And then in the last Samurai, um, a preview came on and you looked at the the girl who was this, the lead and you went, she is so married to Tom Cruise right now. <laughs> this is like straight after he'd married Penelope Cruz and he, oh after he'd married Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So that was, um yeah, very, that was my number one Roaring Mall best memory. But yeah, good. no, it was good input from you. Good story. Yeah, it usually is. It's usually something to do with show us your dick or something like that. It works. What about you, Gal? I can't remember where I saw this. I'm going to assume that you went and saw it and then told me it's well worth seeing. And <laughs> I think then we would have we seen it. Watched yeah, it. We would have seen it. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain that we saw it together the second time. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to say so. I, I know I watched it in the cinema, but details yeah. are sketchy. 95, you were in country, so you were in Australia. That's right. Yeah, so we, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Uh, what about you, Dan? Is <laughs> <laughs> if I got a fucking clue? Wouldn't have a, yeah. wouldn't have a <laughs> It was a rhetorical <laughs> question. But look, other than that, I reckon you've got a story to tell us, Dan. What do you reckon? How are you going up there on the land? Yeah, it's been a real shit week on the land. So <laughs> loyal, uh, loyal F-wits, uh, I've been bragging about my travels for the last couple of weeks where I cut sick uh, through the American Deep South on my steel horse that I ride, thanks John Bon Jovi. But uh, I didn't realise I brought home a, a sneaky little friend with me. And uh, no, it's not an STD, thanks to Star Wars bra. But uh, actually, I'm the proud recipient of a blood clot in my thigh and uh, deep vein thrombosis. So I kind of laughed it off a bit and uh, decided that I'd just shake it off and uh, decided to go about my about my business. Went to the uh, amazing Noosa Emergency Room and uh, they, they pretty much told me, yeah, you'll be right, and uh, gave me some blood thinners. But today, my leg is puffed up like a real man's leg, and so I've got a 11-year-old girl's leg on one side and a proper guy's leg on the left-hand side. And it's a bit shit, to be honest. So, but the worst <laughs> bit about it 
is that my my actual doctor's actually told me that I have to cut back on the piss because oh. it is uh, something to do with coagulant. I wasn't really listening because I was just rocked by what my life is going to become. But, yeah, so, boys, I've, I've, apparently I've got to limit it to one glass of vino rosso tonight whilst I talk to you knuckleheads. So I don't know if this is good or this is bad. Actually, I do know. It's fucking bad. And uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to concentrate and actually stay interested in what you chuckleheads have to say over the next uh, hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. Morgs, did you ask them if that was a directive or just a recommendation? I did, hmm. Well, strangely enough, Gail, I, I took – all I heard was recommendation and I was actually going to <laughs> to fly off uh, to Bali with uh, my esteemed Born to Watch colleagues. But uh, that was swiftly suggested by a vascular surgeon to be a very, very poor idea. So, yeah, it looks like I'm, I'm stuck while my family goes off to have fun and uh, I'll just be eating nachos out of my, my um, belly button for the next week and uh, enjoying my one glass of wine. Oh, God. <laughs> now, um, Morgs, I, I did actually come in here to, to pull you up on your, your behaviour. Oh, um, okay, please. No, go for yeah, it. I, like I do like st- a bit of feedback. Yeah, you, so you, you went to the States, right, as an ambassador of Born I did. to Watch. Right? I did, I did. You did some important work. There is a keynote speaker at the Born to Watch Con. I did. Then you rooted Star Wars bra. I did. I haven't I haven't heard about Doug, but what happened with Doug, but I've heard that Doug's got monkeypox now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm thinking, but anyway, consider this an intervention, right? Just like Michael Douglas, David Duchovny, Rob Lowe, you've got a sex addiction. addiction. I you need well, rehab. I- I, I, if you can be addicted at it on one hand and very bad at it on the other, then yes, it's true. That okay. I'm, I'm just trying to get better, Coach, is really the I, answer to that one. I don't think a prerequisite for sex addiction is that you're very good at it. <laughs> In fact, I would think that a precursor to sex addiction is that you're terrible at it. Oh, no. Duchovny, Duchovny would be a mad, he'd be a mad rooter. Um, who else? Yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah. He's not up like he'd be, Joel Schumacher, who was you talking about oh, before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Joel Schumacher. Oh, Joel Sch- yeah, he's the swordsman from, uh, yeah, he's 10,000 down that- and still, uh, still yeah, back. Is that what so, you were well, trying to do? Were you trying to be a well, bit of a Joel Schumacher over there? Well, I did, no. I mean, I, I did limit it to people that have listened to the Born to Watch podcast. <laughs> right. So I stopped it too. I, I, sorry, Damien, you forgot. Also, I also went to Quantico whilst I was in Virginia, West Virginia and Virginia. So uh, I checked out on the training program that Clarice Starling went through. And I'm still not quite sure what Jack Starling, uh, his, his interest was in Clarice. Jack Crawford, mate. Jack Crawford. What did I say? Jack Starling. But anyway. Well, maybe they got married and he took her name and let's, let's move on. <laughs> very progressive. Very progressive. Okay. Look, usually here we, we again, we would ask, we'd have a minute of self-congratulations uh, here. But again, we're just going to ask for you guys to give us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple and follow the show and share to your mates. Uh, it'll really help the show to grow. And uh, we're loving what we're doing and we want you guys to come along for the trip. So support us and give us a good review that would be amazing now right. look get on board people that's it that join the born to watch train and now it's been a week off but uh gal is going to tell us a little bit about seven right here we go the tagline detective somerset is looking for a way out detective david mills is looking for a way in now they're caught in a game where the price of sin is death two cops track a brilliant and elusive killer who orchestrates a string of horrific murders each one targeting a practitioner of one of the seven deadly sins. 
Gwyneth Paltrow also stars in this dour, drizzly, sick with pain and blight movie. Wow. David Fincher guides the action, physical, mental, and spiritual, with a sure understanding of what terrifies us, right up to a stunning denouement that will rip the scar tissue off the most hardened soul. Denouement? <laughs> What's, what what does that mean? Well, I had to look it up, so I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you asked. Thank you. Because that's off the cover. And denouement, the final part of a play, film, or narrative in which the strands of the plot are drawn together right. and matters are explained or resolved. Oh, denouement. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. Use it all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there'll be a denouement in about an hour and a half yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Let's see how many times we can use the word. Yeah, that's the word of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. What else you got, Gal? What about uh, Box Office? Box Office. So this came in the number seven movie for 1995. Incredible. Yeah. It grossed $327 million worldwide. Seventh highest said a $33 million budget. Incredible. Um, but yeah, mate, look, some of the movies that were around, do we want to go to the movies? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's all I do this for. Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's biggest a, movie. It, it's a great movie. $366 million. Yeah. So it's pretty close up here. Toy Story, $365 million. Yeah. Golden Eye, 356. Pocahontas, 347. Batman Forever, 336. Terrible. Apollo 13 into, into 335. Here's an interesting one, though. Waterworld, seven, I said seven came in at seven, and Waterworld was number nine with 264 million. Sonny Payne, it's still a fucking shit movie, yeah. and we'll never be covering it. The man it. had gills. Born to watch. Yeah. Beat Jumanji, top Jumanji number oh. 10 with 262 million. Oh, well, right. <laughs> no, number two. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> was, that, was that, what animal was that from Jumanji, or what know. was it? Now, here's an interesting one for you. Coming in at number 12 in 95 was Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, 212 million. That's the one where he comes out of the ass, right? Out of the rhino bum? Very funny. Very funny. What do you reckon was the movie under that? At like number 13. Yeah, number 13. 95. Under, under Ace Ventura. One under it. Braveheart. Oh, my no. God. Braveheart came in at 209 million. Outbreak at 190 million. Shit, that was a good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah Mutaba. And then there's a heap of like Bad Boys is in that year. Oh, 12 bad. Monkeys. Yeah. I tell you, this is a big, I reckon this Casino. is. Casino. This would be one of the biggest cinema years of my life. I reckon I saw a lot of these movies at the movies. And, and that's probably you, why you all say these... that every week. Every single week. You're like, <laughs> oh, God. 1989 is the biggest year in fucking cinema. Like, you need no, 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 one, no, 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 no. Fuck you, Morgs. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> what I said was, I think I saw a lot of these movies in the cinema. I'm not saying it's the best cinema year of all time, right? What I'm saying is I saw a lot of these movies at the movies. But that's why I think the dollars are all pretty similar because they spread, spread out. It. There wasn't yeah. any dominant. There wasn't. Normally there's one that's really dominant, it seems. But yeah. here, you know, as I said, they're really close. The, yeah. You're talking a million dollars in between some of these. Yeah. yeah. Really close. Good work. But uh, got you know, while we're in '95, we've got a few few songs. Oh, what do you reckon the top songs of '95 oh. were? I, I I actually do know, so I'm not going to say. Throw one at us, Damo. Well, it, it was from the movie. Um, I can't even think what it's called, but I know Dangerous Michelle Minds. F- Dangerous Minds. Oh, Gangsters Paradise. Yeah, Shitlocks. Good old Shitlocks himself. Did, didn't he die like three weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, he did. did he? he passed away. Yeah, cool. Yeah, passed away. Yeah, three wow. weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, a little while ago. Wow. He's now in Gangster's Paradise. Was Shaggy Shaggy prevalent in '95? Uh, no, he wasn't. Mr. But there's, there's another there's another one that's right up your alley, Morgs. TLC yeah. with Waterfall. Oh, oh, 
Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Rest in peace. Yeah, Left Eye Lopez. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Another Born to Watch favourite, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, I see a We've talked about Seal before. He took – it was it – was, Going steady with Heidi Klum for a long time, but we're not sure if he took down Delta. Uh, he oh, in the bag. Down, he definitely took down Delta. Delta's in the right. bag. 100%. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think he marked He marked uh, all the women he slept with on his cheeks. Uh, <laughs> that's some bad. I mean, cheek stick scars. That, that really good. Why put a notch on your belt and ruin it? Why waste you can it? do it on yeah. your cheeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, I've got another one for you as we go down the list here. There's a little bit more. There's a bit of boys to men. Water runs dry. Whitey loved boys to men. I love boys to men. But um, we talked about Brian Adams last week. Is this all for one? No. Have you ever really, really, really ever loved? That's a bad song. He's got some real bad songs. It's a bad song. Is that from a movie movie as well? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's just, it's a really bad song. But that all for one and that other, everything I do, do they're dreadful. And I'd say they're worse than Stan Bush songs. Well, not, not Stan Bush songs. Well, are Stan, but Stan Bush knows where he, he knows where he stands. Yeah. Well, these things are just horrendous. Yeah. That that have you ever really loved a woman is horrendous. Quick funny story for you. Speaking of Stan Bush songs, I was last week. I was walking uh, through the house, and my boys were at the front in the in the <laughs> office where they play games. You know, they're playing their video games, and Josh is yelling in the mic to his friends, "Go left, go left," and playing whatever video thing. And Charlie's sitting beside him, my youngest. He's nine, playing, and he's just sitting there playing quiet. And then all of a sudden, he just starts going, "You got a mullet." <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> He's just singing that to himself. <laughs> Mate, we're, we, we're defining that's the power. We're defining pop culture in 2022. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, Morg. Sorry, I, you were oh, you were right before. Shaggy is in there. Boombastic. Yeah. yeah. Boombastic. More. More. Moist. Moist. Tricky. <laughs> uh, another another cracker. Here comes the hot stepper. Oh, Any Kamosi. Yes. Yes. Any here comes the hot stepper. Mm. Turn it up. The lyrical dancer. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> of course, an- another favourite of us. This is how we do it. This oh, is how we do it. Is this Montel Jordan? Yes. This oh. is how we do it. Da- Damo's an R and B master. You must have. Hey, Damo, the Berwick Street dads must have done a yeah. Montel Jordan song. Sure. You know what? Thank you. No, but we haven't. But brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's next up. Next and up. And you're in it. Because Aww. I think he's a, he reminds me of a basketball guy who's quite tall. And that's you, Morg. So you you would fit in as the Montel Jordan. And, and you know what? He, he'd find his uniform really easily. He'd just shop at Target Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Except one ah. leg has to be. He's just wearing He's just yeah. wearing his daughter's tights for his clots. <laughs> and his daughter is seven. So... <laughs> There you go. It's a good look. It's a good look. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but one more, one more. Hootie and the Blowfish. Let her cry. Oh. Oh. He's got a voice. Yeah, he does. Are you Hootie? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, mate, no, well done. I'll tell not you what, the, the, some of the people will be happy. There's a lot less singing this week. I could have really busted into uh, Kiss from a Rose. A bit of hot step out, yeah. But, you know, anyway, Brian Adams. we listened. We listen. We listen to the observation and not criticism from last week. But that may mean compliment. Absolutely. It's not a criticism. Absolutely. It's an observation. A compliment. Yeah, no, no. I know what Jess is going at. No Bad worries. observation. The singing's awesome. It's the, it's the highlight of my week. Now, look. Before you go on, how are we going with getting Sharpie or Philpsy on the, on the pod? I reached out to uh, Philpsy the other week. Haven't heard back. 
And come on, Phelps, what's he got on? We've got. Oh, well, I don't know. What Colin he's got, got a gold. He's probably training. It's Colin got a fight. Yeah, Colin got a gold. Him and Phelps, Colin got a. Colin got a gold too. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and, and look, if, if Sharpie's listening, we're holding him to it. He says he's coming in in December, uh, January, so uh, he'll be on. He'll, be, yeah, in the, he'll be in the panic room in the new year over the Christmas holiday. So that'll be something exciting to look forward to. Well, Sonny uh, Payne, Sonny Payne is absolutely filthy that Damo has now done one, two, three <laughs> quads. And I'm, I'm up here on his land and I've promised him that we're going to do a couple of his favourites. So, yeah, just know that our uh, our mate Sonny is very dirty on well, all of in. Daniel, book him in, get him down here, take a road trip down. He can drive because you won't be able to because of your leg. Get down into the <laughs> panic room. Yep. Get on down here, son dog. Yep. Get yeah. on down here. Uh, bring uh, Morgs. Yep. Bring bring uh, Dan from the, from your land and uh, we'll do either Predator or T2 for you, son. Yeah, he, he because, wants uh, both. So, and I, yeah, I think we'll, we might do a double up. He asked for a lot. We could do double up. It's a, it could be a, a Arnie double up. Why not? That'd be a long one. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know about the long ones, don't you, Dan? <laughs> Shout out to Delta. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's listen to the trailer. Do you like what you do for a living? These things you see. You have to wear blinders sometimes. Most times. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here? Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I'm going to inside five years. Not here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a They're caught in a game. No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. There are seven deadly sins. Gluttony. You want to come take a look at this? Greed. No one touches anything. Sloth, wrath, pride, lust, and envy. Seven. You can expect five more of these. Body was found on Tuesday morning. I hate this city. We're gonna get who did this. This will be the very definition of swift justice. There are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy is methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's laughing at us. He had a gun. He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Let's finish it. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. Seven. So we're going to keep the roll on with the ratings. We've done some quality movies of late, and this one rates 8.6 out of 10. On IMDb, certified fresh again at 82% on the tomato meter and 95% on the audience score. Again, we got really no idea what we're doing. We probably should start not spending so much time with them. Uh, but it sounds really good. It does sound really good. Mm. Well, it's uh, 95. It sounds, sounds important. Good. Yeah. 
Uh, look, mm. eight point six is yeah. is pretty good. Anything above eight, Morgs isn't an IMDb that we we think's a good movie. Sorry, that's been my rule to live by. That uh, my life uh, eight plus. It's definitely worth a look, and uh, I think that that is something that you should all adopt, fellow F-wits. <laughs> Okay, Gow, uh, you want to take us through the cast and the crew or the cast or whoever we're going to talk about? Yep. Let's do that again. Hey, Gow, you want to take us through the cast, please? Yeah, here we go. First up, Brad Pitt, Whitey's special friend. <laughs> Could be. Could uh, be. Got his, got his start on the soap opera Another World in 84 and then had a recurring role as Randy on soap opera Dallas. Wow, he's Randy mm, all right. Yeah. Uh, he had an uncredited role in Less Than Zero as a partygoer in 87 and then... Good movie, that. Yeah, and then uh, and then had a, that small role in Thelma and Louise as JD. That was the one. Got that got him started. A river runs through it. In 90, uh, 92. Contact, California, and True Romance, and then uh, really hit it when Legends of the Fall came in ninety four. Now we talked about Legends of the Fall last week, didn't you? Yeah, we talked about yeah with, in the Sons of the Lambs with yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, a movie about nothing. That's actually not bad. Yeah, he hated it. Yeah, he, he actually wanted to do seven after that because he wanted to get rid of the the cheese. The cheese, that's yes, it. That it was, was exactly it. Um, but yeah, so into seven, got paid seven million coincidentally for seven in 95. So. I think they all did. That was part of the con- yeah. contract. <laughs> that may or may not be true. Is that listen to this thing? Yeah. That may not be true. Oh, okay. But then, yeah, then started really hit the movies. 12 Monkeys after that. Sleepers in 95. Seven years in Tibet. Uh, meet Joe Black. Shit I, movie. No, I love it. Do I you? love Meet Joe Black. Oh. Oh, Claire Forlani. Yeah, she's yeah, gorgeous. Hopkins. She's gorgeous. Mate, I love it. Yeah. Okay. The best bit was the bus scene. Yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Was, I love the, 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 the diner scene where he's just That's chatting just seven around. seven hours. Such a good movie. I love it. Okay. Yeah, into, <laughs> won't be done on Born to Watch. <laughs> into Fight Club in 99 as Tyler oh, Durden. What a movie. With yeah. Fincher again. Yep. And then uh, then Snatch in 2000. Pikey. You got a dag? Yeah. Well, a dag? <laughs> I like dags. I like dags. Dags. So apparently he he talked to Guy Ritchie and said, "I want to be in in your next movie," and he couldn't quite get the English accent down, so they so he went Pikey. So we put him as the Pikey, <laughs> right? Because he couldn't get the English down. So yeah, that's how he got that role. Nice. Uh, then the Mexican Spy Game, good movie. Spy. I Game. love Spy Game with Tony Robert Scott. Redford. Yep. Yeah. Great movie. Ocean and then Ocean's Eleven into all the Oceans yeah. uh, spin-offs. Troy in two thousand and four played Achilles yeah. in Troy Calendar. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, big movie, two thousand five. I like that. That's that's the beginning of the, well, that's the end of the Jennifer Aniston romance. Moved on to uh, Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. He did. Hard to argue. Yep. Regretting it now, I'm sure though. Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yep. Um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Curious case of Benjamin Button, two thousand and eight. That's Fincher again. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's not good. No, no desire to. Hmm. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Lieutenant Amazing. Aldo Rain. Amazing. Great movie. And then into Moneyball is Billy Bean in 2011. He goes on a run now. Yeah. He's the biggest star on the planet. Oh, yeah. Well, then 12 Years a Slave, Fury, The Big Short, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Wins an Academy Award for that. Yeah. Won that. Won the Best Supporting Actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Was actually banned from entering China for his role in Seven Years in Tibet by the really? Chinese government. Yeah. Well, there you go. But, uh, Little tidbit of information: Before Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt were cast in this, it was Al Pacino and Denzel Washington who were the early choices. Yeah, uh, and then Pacino declined. He was already filming City Hall. Good. And then uh, Denzel turned it down. He thought it was too dark, but they both sort of 
have regretted, regretted that decision. It would it would have been, wouldn't have been the same movie no. with those two. No. And Pacino would have ruined it. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't have liked Pacino. <laughs> he, he would he would have walked he would have walked in and goes, "Look at that dead body! It's got a grin." <laughs> <laughs> But I say Brad Pitt's done pretty well because he's got a famous younger brother, Doug. You know, we all know him from the Virgin Mobile ads. And a lot of actors can rely on their looks. And Brad's had to do it purely on acting talent. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my insight. Yeah, yeah, well played. Nice. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. But um, he was the third choice for the role of JD in Thelma and Louise. Old Broody Baldwin oh, was, uh, was the first oh, choice. Billy. Oh. Yeah. Broody Billy. But he went to do backdraft. Thank God. And <laughs> just brooded that up. I gotta say, I actually think Brad Pitt is excellent in this movie. Oh, he's really he's good. Fantastic, yeah. excellent. Yes, like this. I, I've got to almost say that he's amazing. Once upon a time in Hollywood, there's no doubt. This could almost be his best role. Like he is acting the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, he was actually considered to be in the Matrix as Keanu Reeves' role. Really? Yeah. But uh, he doesn't look like a Neo. No, no. I don't know you, how that would have gone. You cannot imagine anyone else as, no. as Neo, can you? He might have done, he might have done a pretty good Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> Similar asses. Oh, Bradley, move on. Yeah, you love him. <laughs> Why don't you, do you love him? him? He's Seriously. the new George Clooney for you. Oh, he might he might he might be you know this this last watch rewatch of uh, Seven might have been it. Mm. All right, Morgan Freeman, early roles in the movies Attica in nineteen eighty and Brubaker. Man, he was a jobber. Yeah, he for did 10 a lot. Years. He did a lot of small years. screen stuff yep. for, for a long time. But then into Eyewitness in '81 with Sigourney Weaver and James Woods, yep. William Hurt. Yeah, um, he was also in Another World. Did some had a recurring role in there, and then uh, was in Lean on Me in '89 as Principal Clark. I think that's a start because he goes Lean on Me, Drive Miss Daisy, Drive Miss Daisy '89, and then Glory '89. Yeah, yep. and then that he's away. And then Bonfire of the Vanities, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yep. Power of One, great movie. Yep. Really powerful movie. Piss on the piss cop. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Roy Nex. Yep. Yeah, Roy Nex. And then yeah, then Daniel Craig. Yeah. Is he in that? Yeah, he's the bad. He's the bad. Uh, I think I heard you say Nazi, that Nazi. No, yeah. kid. Yeah, right. That bashes him. Stephen Dorff. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so then Unforgiven, The Shawshank Redemption, yeah. Outbreak, yeah. Seven, Kiss the Girls, Deep Impact, Along Came a Spider, The Sum of All Fears, Million Dollar Baby. Gone, baby, gone. The bucket list. Invictus. Yeah, plays Mandela. Yeah, so he's right. He hit a real uh, mate. He's yeah. he's still today. He's one of the best actors on the yes. planet. He's everything he's in. Plus the 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 Nolan Batman's. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, mate, the Batman's. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he plays Fox. But yeah, Oscar Lucious. for best yeah. actor in Invictus and best supporting actor in Million Dollar Baby. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a he elevates any movie he's in. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, mate. He's and, he in Shawshank Redemption. He's next level. Yeah. And can do can do a voiceover. Oh, oh a voiceover. yeah, and do a loves voiceover. a voiceover. Again, he he is so good in this movie. Oh yeah, really, really he good is role. So good. Yeah, Ground, like, just it, grounds the whole movie. The whole movie does. centers around him. But he bounces off the character of Brad Pitt really well. You know, like the, the differences in those characters. For sure. sure, we'll get to later on. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then we're up with Kevin Spacey. Was in Wise Guy in '87. Remember Wise Guy, the TV series with oh, Ken, that's Wilde? Ken Oh, Wilde. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably straight off the back of um, the taking of Beverly Hills. Ken Wall was he in that? That's on Plex, man. Did it? Have, Is it? Okay. Did it have a jingle? Yeah, oh, I'll write I one. I'll write one. All right. But uh, yeah, he was in Working Girl in '88, playing Bob Speck. 
See No Evil, Hear No Evil. That's a funny movie. Yeah, good Girl, movie. That is hilarious. Gene movie. Wilder and um, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. God, yeah. that's funny. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in 92. And then Great he flick. goes on. Great flick. Yeah. We need to do that yeah. on the on the pod. That's a it podcast. is a good movie, that yeah. actually, yeah. definitely. Uh, then he was in Swimming with the Sharks in uh, eighty four, sorry ninety four, and then then he goes on a run. The Usual Suspects ninety five wins Academy Award. Yep, Outbreak, really good in that ninety five, and then Seven, A Time to Kill as Rufus Buckley, yeah. L A Confidential, Jack Vincent. Oh, I tell you, we've yeah. got to do L A Confidential. Yeah. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yep, really, really good movie. Yep. That'd be great to do. Yep. The Negotiator. Chris Sabian. Oh, get me I'll, Chris Sabian. Yeah. Sort of the movies with, uh, with Goobs. Uh, shout out to Goobs. That's it exactly. is, it's his favorite. I think it could be his favorite movie of all time. Well, when I said that, really? I was thinking of Goobs saying it yeah, to me. I will get only Chris, talk yeah, to like Chris Sabian. Yes. JT Walsh. JT Walsh is in that as well. It's a great movie. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah um, American Beauty, for which he won Best uh, Actor yeah. in 1999. Life imitating art there a little bit. Some good shower work. Yeah. He loved it in the shower, didn't he? <laughs> he, he loves hitting the showers. The highlight of the day. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on the um, standing up self-gratification. Doesn't work for me. What, in the movies or? Either, either. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm a lazy uh, masturbator. Oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's in Pay It Forward and K-Pax. And then The Life of David Gale. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Kate 2003. Winslet. Yeah, yeah, really good. Laura Linney. He, he gets accused of killing Laura Linney. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah, no, it is. He's wrongly good, good, a good it's twist. A, yeah, it's yeah. And, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Superman Returns. And then Horrible Bosses. He's in both Horrible Bosses movies, actually. And but then Baby Driver in 2017 and House of Cards is really what he's been yeah. lastly in. And then since then, and then he fucks it and he's now wiped yeah. from the face of the he's earth. Wiped pretty much. Yeah, I think he's trying to make a comeback. Uh, he's got but no chance got of no making chance a comeback. Yet. I've got more chance. <laughs> I've got more chance of acting in amateur theatre than he has in ever acting in another thing yeah. on television or t- movies ever again. He's done. Yeah, but uh, yeah. interestingly, Val Kilmer turned down the role of John Doe. Before it went to Kevin Spacey. Really? Which I think, I mean, Kevin Spacey is, is a great actor. So, and he really nails this role. I mean, yeah, he nails a lot of the roles, but um, yeah, apparently he was up like, for it. And so, if you like uh, LA Confidential, you should read American Tabloid by James Elroy. It's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Nice. James Elroy is a great author, isn't he? Yeah. But that, that American Tabloid, like LA Confidential is excellent. The Black Dahlia is also very good. But yeah, American Tabloid. Too difficult is to it, film. Is, I don't think they'll ever make a movie of it. Well, it's always rumoured, but excellent, excellent book. Is it a period piece as well? Oh, of course, yeah. It's it's yeah. around the um the, the Bay of Pigs, Cuba crisis uh, in the 50s. Ah, so right. Similar, yes, similar right. time frame. It actually flows into LA Confidential, but it's, uh, yeah, it's an a, a excellent book, fellow Ifwits. If you're into that thing, get into it. Sure. Yeah, no, Val Kilmer turned it down. And uh, and also, yeah, they also wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger for this role. Oh, but, uh, yeah. as, as John Doe? Yeah, John Doe, yeah. He would have found it difficult to sort of just mold into the, meld into the uh, crowds. I think the fans are sick of this joke, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, made her film debut in a movie called Shout in 91 and also played young Wendy in Hook with Robin Williams in 91. Then it was in a few movies for a few years, Flesh and Bone, Mrs. Parker in The Vicious Circle, then into Seven, had the role in Seven, and then Moonlight and Valentino in 95 as well. 
but then had the role of Emma Woodhouse in Emma in 96. And that got her the role of Viola in Shakespeare in Love. Um, and she the, got one of the greatest fucking travesties in movie history, Shakespeare in Love. Harvey Weinstein, you're a fucking grub and did not deserve to win any Oscars. You're a grub. And she won Golden Globe, SAG Award, and an Academy Award for Best Actress. I think Dan won, won, has won a few SAG yeah. Awards, hasn't he? Got plenty. <laughs> I always get pit by Wardy. He's got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sliding Doors in 98 is Helen. Oh, actually, the movie Sliding Doors or yeah. one of your Sliding no, Doors? No, no, not oh. my Sliding Doors. Oh, okay, actual right. movie. She, yeah. was, she was in it. Great Expectations. The Talented Mr. Ripley in That 99. is a great movie. Yeah. I didn't like that when I first saw it. Yeah. Wasn't big on it. And then when I watched it again, yeah. It, it, of, ta- it takes some watching. Yeah. I think you've got to, you've got to understand it a little more because yeah. it's. Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's a serial killer movie. It's a, yeah. it's a great movie. Beautiful. The role that he plays in that, that well, there's a Matt few Damon. that play. Yeah. Matt, oh, Matt Damon's incredible. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. There's a, there's a few good performances yeah. in there. All, I think all the three. So Jude Law, her, Matt Damon. And um, uh, what's his name? It's passed away. Uh, Shallow House. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's it. That's yeah, he's oh. he's a standout. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, but yeah, Shallow Hal two thousand and one. What Shallow Hal? Seriously, in this woke times of twenty twenty two, is still one of the best movies ever made. It's fucking hilarious. You should and it's so fat. funny. The great big fat girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow is Polly Perkins. Uh, and then obviously the Iron Man movies and all of yep. you know, Spider-Man, the Avengers, Infinity yep. Wars. Yep. Yep. And Contagion, obviously, too, in 2000. That's a good movie, Contagion. She's the one that starts the whole thing. She has the affair. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she does. She's yeah. the one that brings it back. Yep. Do your wives, but, uh, she... your wives get into the goop? What the hell is that? Oh, oh that's, I don't that's know. Gwyneth's got a... It's like really expensive candles and, and shit you rub on your face and all sorts of women stuff. That, But it's like chicken broth for $900 a bag and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been mocked mercilessly uh, across the board. I think John Oliver gets into it a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I sometimes find it on my wife's iPhone about uh, 72 minutes into an episode. All right. oh, yeah, sorry, Morgs. I, I thought you might have been talking about what Migs threw at uh... – Clary Starling in last week's episode, The Goop. I, I just but, did an, uh, an eight-second, two-octave fart, and it was on mute. It was so wasted. <laughs> well, I did like you to your description of um, – is, is it Meeks or Migs? Well, Migs. Yeah, the actual um, – te- well, he's, he's throwing his, technique, he's fling, yeah. his accuracy. Man, and, it's a and tough shot. To, to break it down, I think you did well. Tough shot. It is, yeah. 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 Degree of difficulty is very high. Yeah, volume wow. was just what impressed me because there's not a lot else yeah, to do. It'd be stuff. blowing wind. It'd be yeah. like it'd be like a young boy having a dick and just blowing wind. <laughs> so Gwyneth Paltrow auditioned for the role of Susanna Fincannon in Legends of the Fall, but lost out to Julia Ormond. Yeah, okay. Um, but Brad Pitt was really impressed, so got her. That's what got her the role in Seven. Yeah, okay. The fact that they were boyfriend and they were banging, so, yeah, you know, so that helps. That helps. Um, yeah, um, she auditioned for the role of Kelly Taylor in. Oh, no, no, 2 on 0 2 Holy crap. Yep, yep. Was there, there wasn't singing, was it? It was just. Yeah. No, is that Melrose Place? That's Melrose Place. Keep going. Luke Perry looking like a sick cunt. Yeah, I can't I can't do the rest of the melody. Oh. Anyway, move on. It's a shame. 
Uh, yeah, so it also went for the role of Rose in Titanic, but that went to Kate Winslet, and she turned down the role of Rachel Keller in The Ring. Before, oh, that went Naomi before they went with Naomi Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. The Ring. That's a really yeah. good movie. Yeah, that's worth yeah, a relook. Really yeah, absolutely. Ringu was the original in Japan. Certainly was. Wow, listen to that. Mm. You can speak Japanese. He's, he's bringing the heat. Arigato. Hi. Domo arigato gozaimasu. wa kore wa Starbucks desu ka? Which translates roughly to I am Starbucks. What's up, girl? <laughs> All right. Well, then we then we start getting into some of the uh, the smaller roles in the movie. We've got Ali Ermi. Now, I won't, we won't spend too much time on him. He's in great, the, though. He's, 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 he's ex- what do you mean you won't spend time on him, Gal? He he's great. He's great. In this. I, I was no, he's blown really, away by how good he is. I love the scene where he's where they're talking and he picks up the phone and goes, this isn't yeah, even my yeah. desk. <laughs> <laughs> and just, Mate, he's very well, good. See, I, and this, I was going to get Morgs involved here because he, it, it, occasionally I thought he was going to go a little bit Inspector Todd-like. Yep. But he didn't. Like he was, but Morgs, because since you're the <laughs> expert and I love yeah. So, Morgs, I'm going to give you a line, right? Yeah, this is from the movie, and I want you to, and this is uh, a police captain's line, but I want you to do it as Inspector Todd. Excellent. So the line was, we've got one dead guy, not three. Don't even start that big brain of yours cooking on this. So police captain said that, but have you got the line? We've got one dead guy, not three. Please don't even start your big brain brain on this. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> nice work, Inspector Todd. Now, the reason I said we wouldn't spend much time is because we've gone through yeah, we've done Ali, Ali, his whole thing. So yeah, I, don't, I don't want to talk about all of his background, but yeah, good in the movie. I'm with you. Uh, Reginald E. Cathy. Now, he's Dr. Santiago in this. You're right. He's a doctor at the start. So he got his start in a gun show, Spencer for Hire. Oh, Spencer. Was in What About Bob? Um, was in, it was the mask in, I was the, sorry, Freeze in the mask in 94. Was in SWAT. And it was Dr. Franklin Storm in the Fantastic Four. But right. he's most, you wouldn't know him, Whitey, because he played Norman Wilson on The Wire. Right. Yes. I do know him. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, was also Freddie on House of Cards. Right. Yep. Still nothing. Nothing for me. Nothing. Morgs. Oz, he was in Oz too. He played Martin Quirns in Oz. Oh, no, I know him. He's the, he's the uh, African-American guy. Yes. He's the, he's the guy that's like, he the stomach gets stretched. That's yeah. him. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. Uh, the only other one we've got is John C. McGinley. Legend. Oh, he's the, the cop that yeah. breaks down the California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What before dicks? <laughs> yes. But interestingly, he was an understudy to John Turturro in a, pl- in a Broadway play or an off-Broadway play called Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. That was early on. But then he was spotted by Oliver Stone when he was doing that. And yeah, so he he's cast a bit of an, He's a bit of an Oliver Stone muse. Oh, he's in like seven or eight yeah. of his movies. But got cast straight after into Platoon as Sergeant O'Neill in 86. Yeah. Um, then Wall Street. 87, Talk Radio in 98, born on the 4th of July. Um, yeah, had a massive role in that official number one. Yep. Um, he, was in, he was in Point Break on Deadly Ground, um, Surviving the Game. That's a good movie. Yeah. That got um, one of Morgz's favourites in the mid-90s. <laughs> yes, but I've been retired for a lot of years. <laughs> you didn't survive, though. His camouflage was bad. Morgs went with the white camouflage. <laughs> uh, he was in The Rock, Captain Hendricks in The Rock, 96. Uh, Any Given Sunday, 99, good movie. And then 
most notably recently, he's been in, he was in Scrubs for nearly ten years yeah. as Dr. Perry Cox, and then in he's had a few a bit of a run in Brooklyn Nine Nine in the last year or so. I think Series Eight when it became shit. Yes, when it started. Is, he, is he Ted C. McGinley's brother? Yes. Oh, really? I believe so. Oh, John C. I believe they're related. Anyway, Ace. he's got he's got one of the best lines in the movie. Old John C's when they bust into the into sloth. And he pulls back the sheet and he's like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that'll do. We'll go into, you guys want to talk about David Fincher? Yeah, I know I you think, want to I have a chat about him. I think we definitely should because he's, he's amazing. Are we, am I doing... oh, if you guys want to start, I mean, okay. he, he, I mean, he directed, we know he directed video clips for a long time. Well, yeah, we don't want to, I don't yeah. really want to rain on, uh, we don't want to yeah, rain well, on. Well, that's, it. that's what I was going to that for more. I'll talk a bit more about that in film school for Fwitz, but yeah, he definitely had a very interesting career. But I think mostly was the 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 full start he had to his filmmaking career with Alien Three. I think we we touched on that earlier, but it, yeah. it sounds like an absolute shit show with uh, with what happened and, and just a lot of studio involvement and a really poor script that he inherited on the projects when he was all stoked to uh, to basically follow James Cameron and, and Ridley Scott in what was what could have been an amazing franchise. But it's fair to say all the Alien movies went downhill after that and Prometheus is a, a bag of turd as well. And there hasn't been a good one, I think, since Aliens in 86. But, yeah, he was, he was very disillusioned by the whole filmmaking practice and he said, fuck that, I'm going back to make music videos. And uh, he was actually enticed back into filmmaking because of the seven script. There's a good story about that, mm. which I'll talk more about in film school for fuckwits. But yeah, really incredible but, music video director from both before all this went down. So um Oh absolutely but he was he was he was massive. But have a go have a go at this, right? So he's gone Alien Three. Then he goes seven. Then he goes the game. Fight Club. Panic Room. Zodiac. Curious case of Benjamin Button. The social network. The girl with the dragon tattoo. He then starts House of Cards. Right, he then does Gone Girl, which will be done on Born to Watch because it's freaking amazing. He then starts Mind Hunter. Yep, what a cracking series! Mind Hunter is amazing. I, I hope can't they, believe it's not bad. I hope they come back with a season oh, three because it is brilliant. It is awesome, mate. This guy just does not do anything really bad. He's he's now become a bit of a Netflix guy because he's he did Mank and he did uh, a couple other things for for Netflix. But this guy is an absolute artist. He knows exactly what he wants. He's next level good, David Fincher. He could be this generation's Steven Spielberg. He's incredible. Even the movie The Social Network, which you would think would just be some boring story. It's a good I've mate, avoided yeah, it. Really good movie. Brilliant. Yeah. It's like they started Facebook. That's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. And what he does with that, he's incredible. Yeah. He's brilliant, David Fincher. Yeah, I like that. It's a good watch, mate. You yeah. should watch that. Yeah, you're a big Facebook guy, so you know. Well, as I mentioned before, that um, I'm uh, now Facebook friends with uh, our your number one fan, John Bull. Yeah, yeah. shout out. We're we're mates. Yeah, bully. Well, yeah. we're trying to get that. We're trying to build that born to watch community. Well, you should be getting like a Nobel Peace Prize for bringing people together. Something like that. We, like, that's that, not. I don't think I'm asking for too much. Well, you you no. said that when we when we book a live event, we'd need a broom closet. I think we might need something get substantially two. Yeah, better. Yeah, get two. Two, two, two for three. Yeah. Three yeah. broom yeah. closets. Jeez. Okay, well, question. Uh, what, what before you finish on Fincher, and and I will revisit it in Phil's call for Fwits, but I think that the, everything you just discussed was superseded by his early work for Johnny Hates Jazz. When he, uh, oh, he shattered dreams. <laughs> when he directed the Shattered Dreams film, <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Mate, oh, yeah, sing it. Me. 
Giving me, giving me nothing but shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. <laughs> Feel like I could run away. Run away. Oh, he might, he did, he, he, he did a few. He did Steve Winwood. Hang, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. He directed She Light the Wind. Oh, swaz. The Swaz. <laughs> and Janie's got this, a gun for Aerosmith. Yeah, yes. that was that was that sent him through the into oh, the stratosphere. He did Vogue for Madonna. He did he did Paul Abdul. He did one for Paula Abdul as well. Not straight up. I'm, I yeah. think it was oh, with the I'm, Oh, that's um, that's two steps oh, forward, no, that, yeah, that's two that one. steps back. Oh, did we mention one of your favourites, Morgs? Rick Springfield? Ah, Jesse is a friend. <laughs> what, yes, about, what about what about Rock the Cradle of Love? <laughs> oh, Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So anyway, he, did, uh, he, did, he did say you will for Foreigner as well, which was uh, which was oh, yep. great song. Yeah, great song. How good Foreigner? Seriously, awesome. Saw him in concert. Oh, what probably in seventy four? I saw the Doobie <laughs> Brothers in. Florida. It was not. about ninety, yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Entertainment Center. The Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Foreign a double header. Can't feel it coming. Yep. Day by day, <laughs> people get ready for the blues. Some are happy. Some, <laughs> some are sad. Whoa, we got that music play. Yeah, great song. <laughs> anyway, uh, question time. And uh, we're done with singing, I think, for tonight. Question time. Okay, so question one. Is wait, there wait, a better... Wait, 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 wait. Before you, before we you go. go on, my whole film school for f is about music video directors that have now become <laughs> filmmakers. So oh, we, are, was... we are far, far from done with singing tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good call. Excellent. Can't okay, wait. Okay, question time. Uh, question one. Is there a better opposite to tract partnership than Somerset and Mills in cinema. I'm going to give you some suggestions here. Joe Hallenbach, Jimmy Dix, Last Boy Scout. That's that's a good one. Really good. Okay. Now, underrated, John, underrated movie. It's a good movie. It's a, great, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. John Connor, Webster Smith, Rising Sun, Connery, Snipes. Lee yep. and Carter, Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. Ivan Denko, Art Ridzig, Red Heat. Yeah, good. Good Go game. Them. K and J, Men in Black. Yeah, shit. Yep. Yep. I like them. What about Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart? <laughs> well, they're not opposite to track. They're just, they're, they're like, they're mini me and, and big me. <laughs> but what about LA Confidential? Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, well played. Yeah, that's a good oh, it's, one. It's current. It's uh, um, on trend. What, what's his name in it? It's Bud. Yeah. Bud White and... um. Yeah, they were polar opposites. They were. That's yeah. a, that's a fuck. That's a good movie. That's a good one. I revisit right. that often. Yeah. Uh, I, look, Mate, I, what about what about Danny and Sandy? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, she was no T bird. Yeah. She was T bird. I thought you'd gone back to Australia. <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> Danny, Sandy. You, you, no, no. Stranded at the drive-in. Okay, I, I, look, I. I'm, <laughs> I, I'll what put Tanya on the as well. Monday <laughs> at school. What about just on that scene? What about the hot dog jumping into the hot dog yes. bun at the end of that yes. song on the on the on the, uh, on the screen, on the, the cinema screen, mate? We gonna ha- I reckon we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do Greece. Yeah, we're gonna have to do Greece. In Jeez. honor of Olivia Newton-John, maybe some singing in that one. 
Well, that would be a musical. We have we have to sing the whole thing. <laughs> we have to sing the whole thing. A singing tribute to Greece. Yeah, let's do it. Wow. Yeah. So it'll be like um. Anyway, let's. I'm going to work on the on the arrangement, and we're going to do a, a full musical version of uh, Greece on Born to Watch. I'm going to go for me. I'm going to go Joe Hallam back, Jimmy Dix. Yep. Just because I like they that. Are. That's the kinds that shred. Is that? Uh, That's last, last boy, boy scout. scout. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's uh. Bruce Willis and uh, what's his name? Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, question two. Is Mills justified in killing John Doe at the end? Oh, yeah. Put yourself in his position. Do you shoot? Yeah. Quicker than he did. Yeah. Well, I think that's the whole question. What's in the box? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's the whole question. That's the whole thing about it. Do you or don't you? And he's he's driven to that point. And that's that's the whole edge of the movie. That suspense gets you there. And like, does he or does he do it? But he knows he's a hothead. He knows, so become yep. wrath. Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Morgs? Do you shoot? I don't want to blow my load, but um, that I want to come back to that question at the end. Okay. Of the Sweet. I think I don't think he does until he finds out about the baby. That tips him over the edge. Okay. Yep. Okay. So what happens to him after the movie? He's just driven away. Does he go to jail? Nah. Does he get off? What's the go? Yeah. Oh, I don't think he gets uh, off. I don't. I don't think. Do you think can. it's? Do you think it's manslaughter? Do you think it's? Yeah, because it's obviously cold-blooded murder. It's, it's heavily provoked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he comes back to the force. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think. He's, I, 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 think I would he's think if your wife's head was um, decapitated and handed to you, and you killed someone, you got pretty good grounds to maybe get off. Yeah, I think he'd probably you're, get off. You would be stoked if you did go to jail and you're his cellmate and you got to root him. <laughs> <laughs> Spread that monkey pox around. Okay. <laughs> Episode four. Question four. Is this a better movie if they show what's in the box at the end? No, I'm, I was happy with the way it was. I Again, I think that's the whole point of it is that they're making you think about that. Well, and okay. So, and they're not going to just show you the head because it's too graphic. So, so when, I saw, it when I saw it, when I saw it, I didn't know whether it was her head or the baby or the fetus. Well, you didn't. Ooh. So that was the. So you don't. But it's oh, well, I didn't pick it. I didn't yeah, pick it that at all. Yeah. yeah well, when, yeah, when yeah. first thing, it's a bomb, or there's something you. I didn't think that until he starts saying to him, and that, that's the whole thing. But that leaves it with the viewer. Yeah. And I've got to. I've got to I've gotta listen. I've got to listen to this about this very question. Okay. But, excellent. But I think just just before, as soon as he arrived at the police station, um, before John Doe handed himself in, they said, "Your wife's just rung. You need to get an answering machine." Just to take any sort of thought away that it could be the yeah, wife, yeah. like they yeah. just drop that in there. It's like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, really so the wife's Red still around. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah so, so good. good. Okay, and last question: What's the worst murder in the movie? That's a tough one. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, the- I have very <laughs> strong views on this. It is the okay. The it is the leather goods uh, murder of the lust. prostitute. Lust. Yeah, yeah lust. I was going to say lust. Yeah. That is the, uh, and the way that they set that up and how they just have the still image of the creation mm, and the, and yeah. they don't show too much of the graphic of what happened, but your mind gets to uh, fill in the gaps. Awful. Yeah. But that's the whole movie. That's the brilliance of this movie is that mm. you never see the act. You oh, see no. the aftermath or you see whatever, yep. and it's left up to you to decide what goes on, and that is uh, – look. The guy in the bed's brutal. Yeah, like, okay. I, so remember that was brutal. Damo? Uh, look, I would say, yeah, like as exactly what Morg said, that, that lust one was this classic example of show sort of not tell storytelling and 
once your mind did figure it out and you actually had to think about it, yeah. like what, what, what the fuck is that? And once What's you worked it out, yeah. And then, and then it dawns on you and you go, Oh my God, that is yeah. insane. That is horrific. But it is, it's, it's in your mind. You really incredible you performance. Think about it. Incredible performance by Leland Dawson. He, in that he, scene. Yeah. He was very good. Right, incredible performance. He is hyperventilating. Like, yeah, and, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard not to have lust. I think that is the one. But God, sloth's bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that was sloth one is bad, year, man. and that, and that's it. And that's the thing, the calculating. Like who think? And and I can have a question, Sixie. Who the fuck thinks this shit up? <laughs> like I'm not I'm not living next door to this screenwriter. I'm moving. Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was watching that last night and thinking. It's just brutal. Like, yeah. Who who comes up with it? Who's saying this is? Oh, yeah, this will be good. Yeah, this will be really good. It's yeah. sort of makes, it sort of makes the um, is it envy, where she cuts the nose off to spot yeah. her face. Like, yeah, it's just like, please. Yeah, she's taking some tablets. Move on. Yeah, but and the other thing though, the brilliance with that envy one is that because it was sort of quick and he handed himself in, he didn't want to give her any limelight either, which is just another level of that sort of pride yeah. and envy. Um, it's like, yep, you're dead. Yep. No, no yep. limelight for you. I'm going to hand myself in now. Yeah, it was a it was a quick one. Did you go? It's it's kind of related, but did you guys one scene that stood out for me on this um, on this revisit was just before they go into the police station before John Doe surrenders. It's the only time that the sun breaks out in the um, in the city. Mm, it does, and yes. so I, I was really interested as to why he chose to do that, and I couldn't I couldn't work it out with my own feeble brain. And I, I did some research. Uh, can can I can I have a stab at this? Can I have yeah, a stab at this? Mm. I think it's because, and I read something about what he viewed Gwyneth Paltrow as in the movie, as the only sunshine in the movie, right? Right. Okay. Is it because she's dead and it's, and she's, she's gone and it's her looking down possibly. Oh, it's as plausible as anything, but it was, it's obviously, it was a, uh, a definite decision by the, by the director to do it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, he's so brilliant. The movie's just, the movie's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Okay, good, the bad, the ugly. Let's talk about the things that we liked about the movie, the things that we didn't so much like about the movie, and the things that are downright ugly. We're going to start with our guest today, Damo. I started um, the intro. Like that intro was freaky with the handwritten names, the text, yeah. the credits. Yeah. It was, that was a brilliant intro. The music, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. the flickering lights. I love that. But then, but as you said, it was also the gruesome thing. The crimes were good. The the crimes were just next level. How you thought of those, and it, it wasn't like a saw type movie where the kill was sort of the main th- part of the movie. You really wanted to see it. The, the sort of the deaths in this were more like a means, not an end. Yeah, and I and I just loved I did just yeah those crimes. But one other one other thing, the scene that I really did like was the cafe scene with uh, Morgan and Gwyneth. I think that's almost the best scene in the movie when she told him. His his advice to her when she sort of cried—that was the only time I've like, you, yeah, you, you sort of just choke up, you spoil that, yeah, absolutely. And then she cried, and then you just automatically sort of go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And I loved that scene. Yeah, it's a great scene, and it's it's the only, it's the only part of the movie where it's there's a bit of lightness. Yeah, that's right. Like there's a, yeah, like it's, it, that's the only for for the rest of it, it's dark, it's dank, it's dirty. Yep. Well, there's nothing really about them except they're police investigating yeah. these horrible, horrific murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Gal? Uh, look, mine 
Mine was sort of along that line, Damo, was the suspense of the movie. And I remember watching this originally and just you're getting drawn along because you don't know where it's going. And also, oh, the seven deadly sins is going to be five more because the first two are bang, bang. And then it's just how that works out. And then he comes into the police station. He's like, what's going on here? And then trying to figure out that whole story. And I just remember that unraveling and thinking, wow, that's, it's really good storytelling. And they just, they tell that so well. Totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you said, the deaths are are gruesome, but they just paint this picture of this, you know, this person is so methodical and, and patient and evil. Yeah. 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 So that was mine. That was the good for me. Dan, what do you got, mate? Yeah, I had two. I, I think continuing in the theme that G-Men's touched on, uh, the screenwriter, Andrew Kevin Walker, just what a, what a mind to devise all of this. Uh, apparently he set the script, sent the script to uh, another screenwriter to ask for feedback and the screenwriter basically said, you need help. And he thought, oh, I need some help with my screenwriting. <laughs> and he's like, no, mate, you, you need help. Like, yeah. you're a freak. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think the ending, um, we touched on it earlier, but I just, I, I've seen this movie countless times and again, just watching it, I just, how did he come up with this? Like, I'm just so in awe of, uh, of the talent to figure that out and, and what an incredible um, incredible ending it is. And then the other good for me was just, I think, Brad Pitt playing against type. He's always the golden-haired boy and, uh, and, and the true hero throughout, but he's a dipshit in this movie, like, yeah. An absolute moron at times, and um, and you know, filled with machismo, and definitely uh, a complete contrast to Somerset's uh, intellectual ways in which he goes about yeah. deciphering the clues. And I just, yeah, I think it was a a strong role for Brad Pitt to take at that time. He could have been typecast and and not given us the rest of the roles that he goes on to do really well. But uh, yeah, I just think he was uh, he was exceptional. Yeah, look, I I agree. I think the two leads are. Uh, phenomenal the, the the relationship they have the, the the way it starts where they're they're pitted against each other and then essentially they 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 grow to respect each other and and it's just incredible they they are operating on another level in this movie and Brad Pitt is it's I think it's his best performance if you take out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this is his best performance hands down I love his leather jacket oh, I love it I would love to have that leather jacket. If I could get one that – if they made a fat guy, Brad Pitt, leather jacket like that, I'm all over it. His Fight Club one was pretty cool too. That is cool. That is cool. But this one's cool too. Yeah. Um, again, I've the title sequence. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title sequence is amazing, and that started a, a, a career-long uh, relationship with Trent Reznor through all his movies for David Fincher. Uh, I loved the library scene. I love when, he, when Somerset comes into the library to do research. And the security guards are there and they're playing poker. And then they go, here's culture. And then they play air on a G string. And that classical music is just incredible. Again, it's one, it's a, it's one of the very few moments of peace in the movie. And I love that song. I love that piece of music is incredible. Oh, also that, those guys job, like, yeah. Can you get a better job? Oh, the best job. Oh, I'm security at the library. Oh yeah. What do you do? Oh, shut up at night and um, play yeah. cards. Yeah. It's no way. What a gig. It's no way. Not too many people coming in to steal the books. No. no I, and there no. was like five of them. It's really heavily yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, so, tell you what. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, great job. Great job. And I, I love, and along with Morgs about how much of an idiot uh, Mills is, I love the crib notes. I love the oh, uh, Cliff that, Notes. Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah. Takes back. Canterbury Tales for Dummies. Takes him back. Takes me back to school. Yeah. And you get your, uh, your Cliff Notes, the books, yeah. and you don't yeah. want to read the book. So I love it. It's that. like, oh, you read it. And he goes, yeah. Yeah. Some, some of it. For me, I'll run straight into bad. Uh, for me, I'll tell you what, a lot has got to go right for them to solve this crime. 
a lot. And I'll start really with the fridge plastic the under the, 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 the linoleum yeah. slices. Like they, they need, he, the fact that he put that together so quickly, I was like, right. Yeah. You're a dead set genius. Right. If he doesn't find those things and, and realize that they are from underneath the fridge, then yeah, everyone, well, I'll tell you what happens. Uh, Tracy doesn't die because he never gets that far. Right. They we've, really only uh, gets to. As a collective, we've known quite a few D's from the New South Wales Police Force over our time. <laughs> I don't know that any of our mates are getting that blue. Nah, nah. That, <laughs> and that's the, that is the, and for me, it, it's such a nitpick because it's, it's just a plot device to move it along quickly. But, but what about the scene where they, you know, where they're looking for the fingerprint and he says, oh, this could take up to three days and they go and lie on the lounge, yeah. but then they get it out, but then it goes into, into John Doe's timeline. So if that had taken longer, that, because they needed him on that day and said he's yep. been in that bed for a One year, year to the day. So but if I, they I go guess, longer, then, then they maybe don't find that. So that doesn't go into his plan. So but, that's on, a but, on the, but on the flip side, he picked his mark because he was like he was a bad guy anyway. The guy that he kills is yeah. a bad guy. So he knew these a friend effectively knew these prints would be in the system. So they knew he'd pick up the prints quickly. But yeah, possibly there's True. so many things yeah. that have got to go wrong. Yeah, that's right. right. And 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 so that's the only thing. Anyone else got anything bad? No, but I would say too though, it's not like like the Joker in, um, was it The Dark Knight or the second one? There was the most obscure things that had to happen where this yeah. wasn't too – yeah, you're right about nitpicking because it was still – that was kind of um, Morgan Freeman when he was that sceptical, thoughtful. He just looked at things differently. So and, and, I didn't find it that weird. I agree. But, and yeah. it sets it up because the first thing he says at the movie is, did the kids see it? Yes. And so he's on another exactly. level. Yeah, he's that's on right. another he, level. He, he looks at things differently, yeah. So yeah. I get that, but God. Yeah, you're right. It's rough. Well, but, um, so for me, I think just and I've, the, the depth of the relationships, the, tale, the, the toll the city had taken on them and the amount of work they accomplished didn't indicate the time frame. It, it indicated the time frame was too short. And what I mean is like when – Well, it's like four days, five days. Well, when, Gwyneth, when they for? came over for dinner – Gwyneth said to Morgan Freeman, he's told me so much about you. Yes. Like they've worked for two days. Yes. Right. And then, and then the city had basically worn down Gwyneth and Brad. They'd been there for five minutes. Yes. And he, he'd already sort of read the Cliff's notes like the next day. Now there was about five or six books. Yeah, he not so, that bright. So, so yeah, I know. So the things just happened. Super the quick. The time frame yeah. that, like I said, the depth of the relationship seemed a little bit too deep for someone that has known each other for two days. And then or she three rings days. him and says, "Oh, you're the only person I know. Can you come yeah. and talk to me yeah. about some of the baby? You met him last night." Yeah, I'm fully nitpicking here, though. Yeah, for, and it's a massive. It nitpick. is very hard to not yeah. to, to find anything bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one. It's it's more of a scene. It's towards the well. It's at the end when they when they're flying in the chopper and they you know they're going out over the over the paddock and over the power lines to find out you know where they're going to have this meet. And they fly out, and it's obviously just all all desert. And and John C. McGinley says, "Oh, there's nothing out here. There's no ambush." And then the car pulls up beside a caravan, like an old early <laughs> yeah. caravan. So yeah. I'm like, "You're right. There's plenty of room there for be- someone to be yeah. a bomb. Uh, you know, people in there. Anything could yeah. happen there." It was just quite funny when I looked. I was like, "They pulled up right at that one spot." Yeah. Yep. What about you, Morgs? Oh, just old mate Bill's leather goods. His uh, his creation. That unfortunately, that image will stay yeah. with me for a long time. That just creeps me the fuck out. It's not, it's not, it's just bad because Andrew Kevin Walker could come up with that. He just must be a twisted yeah. unit. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's so grim. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone got anything for ugly? I've got one thing. Yeah, shoot. 
And that's when they were shaving their chests yes, to put the wire on and they just left the hot water running. So for <laughs> yeah. someone, someone in my house, when our hot water, we're prone to have it run out. I took it personally. Like, <laughs> you need to turn that tap off. Yeah, right. And that's why so I- you're I, on another level. You're operating on yeah, another level. Yeah. So I, like, I limit my showers at home to about one to two minutes just to make sure that everyone- That's why I really enjoy my showers after a podcast yeah. here in the change sure. rooms, you know. And that's why you, you actually missed out on getting the role in American Beauty that Kevin Spacey got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't handle a shower that long. But yeah, that was it for ugly. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. My ugly is- just the ugliness in the movie, like the way they set it up, which is actually probably a good thing, but just all the derelict buildings that these people are in and, and it's all browns. What a shithole. What a shithole. Yeah, it's all browns and, and even the, the tan overcoat that, that Somerville, Somerset wears, you know, and all of that it just goes into this drab sort of thing and all the rain, you know, they did that to keep obviously that, that drizzly sort of mood there, but all that just brings that down, that the whole scene is always, and it's always dark. Like he goes into the library and it's only the little lights, <laughs> the, lamps, oh, yeah. oh, the little green lamps and there's no light, you know, there's no lights on. He's going in there. It just, so that whole thing just, uh, just bring, it adds so much to the movie yeah, for sure. in the ugliness state. My balls. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Derelict my balls. <laughs> Uh, Morgs, you got anything? You got anything? Is that it, Gal? Yeah, that's it. Morgs, you got anything for ugly? No, nothing for ugly. Yeah, look, and, and I think I think what we're saying here is we're saying that uh, the the things we're picking about the, the the bads and the uglies are actually could be goods because they they add to the movie. So yep. you you and so with me, my ugly is sloth. That whole scene oh. is brutal, yeah. and it it is so good. But it, God, I, I can only, it, it would, it would smell like Morgs's bedroom would it after a night on the piss. Because it had all the um, air fresheners all oh, over the roof. It, it, that's yeah. funny you picked that up. I, I called Whitey after I watched it this week and that was the first time yeah. I noticed so, that they were air fresheners yeah. in, in any viewing. I was like, oh. What, what scent? Pit, what Brad, scent are we talking? Sandalwood? Yeah. yeah. Pine? You'd need more than sandalwood. <laughs> it looked like a lot of pine to me. So. Do you think it was pine? Well, ne- not necessarily it's pine just because it's got the tree shape. doesn't mean it is a pine. Well, no, it could, it could be vanilla. Strawberries? Vanilla? Could vanilla. Yeah. Could have been a mixture. Well, it would have been, been nice. It would have been whatever it is mixed with rotting corpse. Yeah. I think what, the rotting corpse wins. Just when the corpse, well, it was not a corpse then, but when it coughs. Yeah. Doesn't it just freak you out because you think, oh, there's a dead body in the oh bed my there? God. Is that what that's about, how he jumps? Know. That's how he jump scare in the it's film, it. I think. And it's That's why it is so good, yeah. yeah. And just I don't know if anyone's got on and listen to this, but that guy, he weighed ninety pounds. I, I yeah. do have him. I got his 90 name. Ninety pounds. Ninety six pounds and lost. And he, and he six lost pounds. six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's incredible, mate. It, that's I've done shits that weigh ninety pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say your your weight can fluctuate by that much with a visit to the uh, the top <laughs> bathroom. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah. All right, well, well done. That's pretty good. Let's uh, let's move on to listen to this. And uh, we're going to start with G-Man. I've got one here. Kevin Spacey's name is not in the opening credits. Now, I noticed that when I, I – I looked this up, but I noticed when I started saying, oh, well, he's not one of the starting credits. He's quite a big name in this. But they – He was uncredited, they, yeah. Well, they kept that out because they wanted to keep the suspense, the suspense of what's yeah. happening to John Doe, obviously so you don't know that he's in the movie. But he's actually credited twice at the end. So when it finishes, they it comes saying starring Kevin Spacey, yeah. and then it goes into the order, which also goes up the screen. Yeah, yeah, in reverse. Yeah, yeah, it goes in reverse. Yeah. So which is just really different. But that's what he wanted to look like. Yeah. So that was that was my little one. Um, one more was that the New Line executives actually didn't want to make that film ending. Obviously, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. But Brad Pitt refused if they changed it. 
which I think changes the whole movie. If, well, they wanted if it, it to, becomes, a, you know, a happy story that they, they wanted it to fade to black. Originally, it was going to be a fade to black. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a few changes at the end there. Yeah. What about you, Damo? You got anything? Yeah, or a couple of things. Just one thing. We talk about the city because they never tell you where it is, but some people do theorise that it's um Gotham City. Well, where's really? Batman? Pre-Batman. Right. That I mean, do you think Mills becomes Batman after? It could be, but if you just look at that city and the the crime there and the yeah. the lighting, it's it has a real Gotham sort of feel. Yeah. I believe they intentionally did that though. They didn't name it as a city. No, didn't name so, it because it was a New York City pizza place, but that's a chain, so it wasn't right. actually New York City. So yeah, I, I know. So um, also uh, as with Doug Pitt, and you bring him in. There's a company called the Missouri. Mother's Brewing Company, they enlisted Doug Pitt to do an ad where he did a parody of the What's in the Box scene. And it is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hysterical. Like <laughs> I was laughing my tits off. It's a three-minute ad. Really? Made in Should we put that in the show notes? Mate, Let's it is so freaking notes. funny. I'll look it, it up. Just, just Google. Who's it for? It's the Missouri Mother's Brewing Company. And it's got, yeah, Doug Pitt. And he plays Doug Pitt, but he is he, Brad Pitt. He's holding the guy down. Um, what's in the box and, you know, I won't spoil it for you, but yeah, just okay. watch it and you will cack your tits off. Um, and just one other thing too, they, they did make a head. They did make Gwyneth's head that was in the box. Yeah, I don't know right. if any of you got this, but in 2011, they made the movie Contagion. That prop had been held in storage for 16 years and they used it. Ah, in that movie. okay. Really? Yep. She's a bitch in that movie. Contagion. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. I watched it again during COVID. Yes, just to right. like very, really freak the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's very COVID, yeah, uh, definitely. Like, yep. Uh, Morgs, you got anything? Listen to this. Nah, Damo just stole mine, and I foreshadowed it about three segments ago. So thanks, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Okay, so what about all the books in John Doe's apartment were actually written for real? Yes, so yes, yeah. Took, took two a couple months, of months. Took two months what? to do it. It costs fifteen thousand dollars to get the books written. So yeah, and it, it, Morgan Freeman reckons it's about two months it would take to read them as well. There were that many of them, right? For the gluttony scene, they had seven crates of cockroaches thrown on top of the guy that was lying on the ground. They had to put earplugs in his ears and cover his mouth so that the cockroaches didn't go. They still found their way into his undies. Oh, that's a shit Jesus. gig. Jesus, shit. Yeah, that's oh. a shit gig. Yeah. What's what's another one? So, Brad Pitt. Actually broke his arm. Yeah, or heard it well, he's arm. actually sliced, sliced his arm. His arm. Yeah, because it went yeah. through. He went through a windshield. That's when he's jumping across the cars. Yeah, in when the, he's in the chase scene, which is a fucking amazing chase. Mm. Scene. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, what about the diner where Somerset and Tracy meet? Uh, yeah. It's the same diner that Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke meet in Training Day. Oh. And they sit in the same booth. Pretty oh. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Quality Coffee Shop in downtown LA. So there you go. Bit of bit of listen to this. Good stuff. Yeah, a bit of good stuff there. Hey, um, did anyone get one degree of Kurt Russell? Oh, geez, that's a toughie. That's a tough one. One degree of Kurt Russell. Maybe I've, I've mentioned it about seven times tonight. Might just go for Brad Pitt, eh? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Of course, of course, yeah. We've, we've, we've had, had that before. before. We've yeah, had that before. Have. Oh, you've done that same one then. We've got to go dip one. Well, oh, no. uh, there's... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone Brad Pitt. I stopped looking after that. Yeah. Uh, okay, notable quotables. There's not a heap of quotes, to be perfectly honest, in this. No, the the, the major one is, what's in the box? Yeah, well, that's that's obviously the, the main one, isn't it? I like the one in the first scene when uh, when they when they find the first body and then they talk about it and then uh, Bill says to him, he's dead. And he goes, 
Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I love and and Damon, I love this because he's uh, he's looking for a tree. Uh, oh, from a club. This guy's methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's a nutbag. <laughs> Just because the fucker's got a library card doesn't make him Yoda. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I got one. When they're at the end, they're standing out in the desert. He goes, he looks at Somerset and goes, What do you got? Dead dog. I did do that. I did yeah, do I that. know. That, that Spacey said that. I oh, know that was bloody funny. But there mightn't have been quotes, but there were bloody funny lines in the movie. Yeah, too. there was. Um, and and like I like when when Brad Pitt was trying to plead his case to Morgan Freeman at the beginning. You've read my files. You've seen what I've done. Nope. Nope. Didn't like give a shit. But what about what about like um uh, probably the same reasons as me? You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've just met me. Like yeah. it's so good. But th- I don't know if you noticed too. Remember when they were um when they had the dinner and then this isn't a quote, but it's just a funny little scene that Brad Pitt goes, oh, "I'm going to go get another beer. You want one?" He said, "No, I'll have a wine." And if you look at Brad Pitt, he goes, fills up a schooner glass. Yeah, of wine. And hands him the wine. And it's only when the train goes past or the subway that Morgan Freeman the holds, vibrating he, house. he holds the glass. And then you look at it, you see his face. He looks down and he goes, holy shit, he's poured me a schooner of wine. Yes. And his face actually at that stage is like, what the hell this guy poured me? Like, and he, But he didn't notice. But you only see it. It's just a funny bloody yeah, scene. Mate, they're, 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 they're acting their tits off in this movie. Yep. So good. I love, uh, you're no messiah. You're a movie of the week. Yeah. You're a fucking t-shirt at best. Yeah, yep. that's good. I mean, that whole, that car scene. Brad Pitt, I, I'm sorry, he is freaking good in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's really good. I think watching it again, when you know what you know about the ending, and then and then you just see he's teasing him, he goes, you'll, you'll like this. <laughs> yeah. You won't forget that. And you're just like, oh, it's yeah. so sinister. And he just is really calm. Just, yeah, he's really calm and just waiting. And, and it's, know. And it's know. quite fitting, the last line of the movie. Uh, by Somerset, Ernest Hemingway mm. once wrote, "The world is a fine place and worth fighting for." I agree with the second part. Yes, yeah. So, mate, it's it's another. This movie's on another level. It's it's so good. Well, I'm assuming you don't have any quotes, Dan. Oh, no, you stole my one. I like the one about Yoda. That was good. Yeah, yeah, the Yoda one's a good one. Well, it's time for the second most favorite part of Born to Watch. Film school for F-Wits. Yes. Take thank away, you, Dan. Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. And uh, hello, fellow F-Wits. This week, in, uh, in honour of David Fincher, I thought I'd take a look at my five favourite video directors who made the switch to filmmaking. So uh, obviously video directing for bands means that uh, we're going to come across quite a few titles of songs that we like. So I think it's fair <laughs> to say you're going to get a few more songs. But uh, look, in no particular order, these are just five that, that sprung to mind. But uh, the Frenchie, uh, Michel Gondry, who uh, did uh, came to prominence by starting out, he made a lot of videos for Bjork. Where he made uh, Human Behaviour and Army of Me and Hyper Ballad and some of her incredible tracks. And they were always um, amazing mini films in their right. But he went on to do a whole heap of stuff for The White Stripes and Beck and Daft Punk. And uh, But one of the... the videos that really um stood out for me was everlong he did for the foo fighters which started foo fighters oh. dalliance with that uh, we're doing some pretty funny and entertaining videos so he also has done stuff for kanye west and, and radiohead so he uh he definitely had a, a storied career as a video uh, music video producer but then he went on to 
make uh, a really incredible film, which I love, which I don't think will ever end up on this podcast, but we've talked about it previously, and that's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So uh, featuring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, just a really, it's a lo-fi, lo-fi style movie, but just a, a really incredible setup and uh, just, a, a, I think, an amazing uh, an amazing effort by Michelle Gondry on, on a fairly low budget. So it's a really deeply sad take on a relationship movie and uh, and worth a look. So, yeah, number one, Michelle uh, Gondry. Uh, another movie he directed, Be Kind Rewind, is actually really cool with Jack yeah. Black in it where they, they have the video store and they demagnetise all the tapes. So they Embarrassingly, go make... I, I have not seen that. That's with um, no, It's with actually Black, really yeah. funny. So him and it's mm. Moss Def as well, I think. Yeah, Moss Def, yeah. And, and they go and they start remaking these movies on their own with, you know, and they record it and they put the tapes into the, the cases and they rent them out and they Brilliant. become like massive. It's it's really good. It's cool. And that was right when we had the video shop. There's a, that was 08. So we were okay. like, that's video shop time. It was good. Very good movie. Be kind, rewind. Uh, number two, number two, in, again, in that particular order, but Spike Jones, we've talked a lot about him, mainly his act, acting career. He's popped up in a few of our movies that we've reviewed lately as a really quirky and, and funny actor, but actually started off in the skate world as a, uh, a filmographer, videographer for for uh, a crew of skaters, including Jason Lee, the, um, the, the actor who was actually part of that crew. But um, he it was actually very famously created the Fatboy Slim Praise You clip and actually starred in that as well as the head of the people. That is, a gr- is that and, the way they're uh, dancing out the front of the theatre? Yes. And that's him. That is brilliant. That's him. He's just so, so entertaining and funny. And uh, But also did some stuff for, for Bjork with uh, It's So So Quiet, which is just another amazing uh, flick. Uh, the Weezers, Buddy Holly, which uh, you would have seen where they were. Oh, uh, happy Days. The, uh, the yeah. Happy Days set, yeah. But my favourite What's with far. these homies? This is my girl. Absolutely brilliant clip. And uh, But my favourite was Beastie Boys Sabotage, which uh, he actually conceived and, and they shot really low budget style but if you haven't seen that just jump oh, on the YouTube right now they're so, like uh, 1970s cops or something it is fucking incredible so yeah just uh absolutely brilliant and just uh, his ability he went on to do stuff for arcade fire lcd sound system like there's huge acts and uh and then um he, he his feature his debut feature was actually being john malkovich which is really quirky and uh an interesting film and he also went on to do adaptation but he's probably best known for her uh, which was the Joaquin Phoenix bit where he is uh, has a relationship yeah. with uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, computer, basically, and uh, really entertaining. I believe won an Academy Award, and uh, yeah, just a really clever cat, Spike Jones, and uh, and worth getting down the rabbit hole on YouTube and looking at his videos because they're just brilliant. So uh, number three again, no no particular order, but Jonathan Glazer. So he, um, he he definitely was uh, in the, in the same sort of time as both Spike Johns and, and Michelle Gondry, but uh, did stuff for Radiohead and and Richard Ashcroft. Uh, the um, he, mm, he did his song the for the Lovers, yeah, from the Verve. And uh, but he, he made one that was was uh, back in my time in the ad world. He did a, a particular ad for Guinness, which is called Surfer, which you may have seen. It's in black and white. It's these horses that come down the face of a giant wave and it's just fucking incredible. So a real, uh, definitely again, uh, worth looking at if, uh, if you've got some time on YouTube, but his feature film was actually sexy beast from, uh, from the year 2000. Which yeah, right. yeah, of course. Ben, ben Kingsley and Ray Winstone. And what an incredible, incredible movie was that? But if, if you break that film down, it's kind of just a geezer 
geezer heist movie but it was really glazer's uh style and eye i guess that elevates that is there's some really unusual shots in it and it just it, it elevates that whole film um uh, above what could have been a bit of a, a standard uh, fare of uh of uh, of uh, EastEnders uh, getting their crime on, but uh, yeah, just a just a really incredible debut. So he's gone on to do some other stuff, but certainly Sexy Beast, I think, was very hard for him to uh, to to jump over after doing that. But um, another one is uh, is uh, probably not as well known, but uh, is a more contemporary video video uh, maker by the name of Mark Webb, who did uh, he's done videos for. People uh, as diverse as Yellow Card and Nelly and My Chemical Romance and Jimmy Eat World, Maroon Five, Puddle of Mud, uh, a whole heap of, um, of, of of bands that uh, I guess are lumped in that '90s noughties sound. But his debut feature was Five Hundred Days of Summer. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so jo- yeah, jo- Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt Levitt. and uh, and the oh. girl, um, the. Uh, the uh, Zoe Deschanel, who was in Almost Famous and uh, was kind of the, uh, the the crazy dream girl from uh, from that time, where uh, uh, blokes thought that they could pull her, even though that she was a fifteen out of ten and just a bit quirky. But yeah, look, it's a really interesting um, interesting movie and uh, a scene from uh, the romance that those guys have, and looking back on it and, and sort of cutting between different stages of the romance. But yeah, re- really interesting film and. Uh, I think uh, worth a look to our fellow. Well, it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing. It's it's amazing because it's shown. It shows it in from two perspectives. So, his perspective, where you think, oh, they're this madly in love relationship, you know, and they're perfect, and then at the end of the movie, it actually shows what she sees, and it was like not really what it was, you know. No, completely. It was, it was inter- really weird. It was really sort of interesting film. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. worth a look and, and, and show you're right. Shown from that male perspective and just debunked, I guess, at the end when you, you see, I guess, what the uh, the more likely likelihood of what was actually going on from her perspective. The, the final one, though, obviously, doing the podcast about Seven is David Fincher, who himself started off as a uh, in-demand video uh, video director. And we, we talked about Johnny Hates Jazz, Foreigner, Paula Abdul, but also <laughs> uh, Don Henley, The End of Innocence. Uh, he did oh. uh, Madonna stuff, for her sting, even in Rolling Stones and George Michael's Freedom '90s. So he, uh, he definitely Freedom. Yeah, I won't let you down. Freedom. <laughs> I so won't give you gone? Freedom. Has he has he gone back to do that? Like, is he going back to do some of that, or is he now? Yeah, good, really good question, Master. So his his debut debut feature was Alien Three, and he had a really shit experience doing that. So yeah, we talked about it earlier, but he it basically inherited a script. The studio got involved, and it just wasn't the film he wanted to make. And he thought this filmmaking's fucking shit. I'm going back to making videos. So that that's what he did, and it wasn't until the Seven script landed on his desk that he actually thought he would want to get back into filmmaking. So it was really Seven that started his his uh, 2.0 version uh, and and career as a filmmaker. And because of the success of Seven was uh, why he was actually to revisit his film career and went on to do the amazing films that we've, we've spoken about previously. But yeah, all because he was an in demand and exceptional video movie uh, video video director. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my top five people. So uh, I think that um, that also kicks off into the Stan Bush Kickass Credit Song, which I'm doing this week. If you want me just to roll straight through, I oh, mate, roll. Yeah, you, you, you want me to announce it? 
No, don't even bother. Don't even bother because it runs runs off the back of it. But uh, with the Stan Bush Kick-Ass Credit song, I'm obviously following Trent Reznor and his amazing work on this and and (sighs) follow-up. Oh, this sounds good. Yeah. Well, no, it meant that I was completely overwhelmed by how good Trent Reznor actually is. And so I had to go a different way. But I got uh, my motivation was basically thinking about how pissed off David Fincher would have been after making Alien 3 and thinking that his whole career was leading up to this moment where he got the helm of a big budget Hollywood production and then the fizzer that was that shitty movie and and him thinking that he's never going to do it again. So I actually got into the head of David Fincher and uh, the, the, the Stan Bush kick-ass credit song is called Fuck You Jabu, I'm Doing This One For Myself. <laughs> so here we go. Fuck You Jabu, I'm Doing This One For Myself. You'll recognise a melody from pretty much all of my other songs, but here we go. Feature debut, Ripley's back in space. They threw me the keys and said, cut sick on this place. But shit soon went south. It seems the script was a dog. I said, fuck it, I'm out. Suck on a bog. No more movies for me. It's the bears that I love. I'd rather die of colon cancer than do another movie to unlove. But then I read the seven script. They sent me the wrong one. The one with Gwyneth's head in a box. I said, that sounds like fun. I told those new line fuckers, okay, I'm in, let's go. But the head stays in the fucking box and get ready to hear. No! <laughs> Fuck you, Jabu. I'm doing this one for myself. Fuck you, Jabu. Your notes can go to hell. Fuck you, Jabu. It's going to be grim and dark as fuck. Fuck you, Jabu. If you're looking for a yes man, then you're shit out of luck. Fuck you. Fuck you, Jabu. Jesus. <laughs> There's some passion. <laughs> There's some passion in there. Mate, I think there's a deep-seated nerve that's just been unleashed. Yeah, it's come the Pedro Serrano Jabu. What's it? I mean, is it? I think it's it's fair to say it's the first major League Seven mashup that's ever happened in the the history of creativity. But, yeah, I I was able to channel David Fincher because as a creative myself, I can feel his frustration of when the suits (laughs) and the man, they give it to Mm. you, they stick it to you, the man, and you you just want to have the keys yourself and and do it all yourself. So completely understand. (laughs) Fuck you, Jabu. And uh, obviously when he was given the keys, he came up with with the masterpiece that is Seven. Oh, he sacrificed, obviously got the chicken, sacrificed it, and got the movie that he wanted. Yeah, ten, ten, tenuous link between Serrano and, and David Fincher, but uh, it, I didn't have a lot, lot of time to prepare it this afternoon. When I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, after, um, my song. I'll tell you what, I, I'm looking forward to, after Colleen, what were you thinking, and now fuck you, Jabu, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you doing a kick-ass credit song about the movie that we're doing. Uh, that, that I'm actually really looking forward to. But anyway, maybe the next time round, uh, you know, you've got three more, uh, two more in front, and but then it'll be his, you again. That is his style. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, all, don't, don't, your don't hold your breath. We're all, <laughs> we're all working on our styles here. I can't yeah. wait to hear uh, Gao's newest uh, rendition of You've Got a Mullet for yeah. the next movie we do. This will be a totally new tune. I've gone <laughs> in a different direction. That's right. Yeah. And the mullet's changed. Some. Uh, yeah. Different lengths. I'm looking forward to hearing your I Am The Walrus. You're going to go through your uh, tweaked out phase. I'll be up for the next song, I'd say. So, yeah. Next song. Just back to the the movie, though. Back to the song just quickly. Did you enjoy Suck On A Bog? (laughs) That's the highlight. The highlight. Yeah, that was was definitely my favourite lyric. Yeah, that's definitely. It was clever. It It rhymed. I need a filler. I need a filler. Suck On A Bog. I don't know how clever it was, Damo, but it definitely rhymed. So It was. If you can get it to rhyme, <laughs> okay. Let's let's from from another star turn. Let's move into star of the show and let's find out who is our individual MVPs of seven. 
Uh, we're going to start with our guest. Mm-hmm. Damo, who's the star of the show, mate? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, methodical, calm, curious, supremely intelligent, skeptical. I loved him. Yeah. Daniel. Uh, I was going to go Fincher, but I have changed and am going with the writer, Andrew Kevin Walker, because what a fucked up unit. And the fact that he was able to create this masterpiece to bring Fincher back into the batting cage and and to bat a thousand from then on in, I think is uh, is just a wonderful, wonderful effort. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm with Damo. I think Morgan Morgan. Freeman in this. I just, that, that whole, I mean, you've got. Mills being a live wire and then him just always so calm and looking, you know, the looks that he gives him and just like, you've got to What's be dispassionate. You've got to, yeah. It's the metronome. Right? Yeah. And then he finally throws that, smashes that. But you know that, yeah, that whole thing that he's got that persona that, that goes through the whole movie. I think he does really well in this movie. So that's my vote. I'm going with Fincher. I think the movie doesn't work without him at the helm. The restraint he has, it could have gone full slasher. It could have gone mm, anywhere. It could have been, it could have been, yeah. been uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It would have been right? shit. And it would have been yeah. shit. But the restraint that he shows and what he built, that world that he built, can't be topped. Uh, so I'm going to finish up. Four, uh, well, two for Morgan, one for the psychopathic writer, and one for the psychopathic director. Yep. So fairly, uh, fairly good split there. Look, it's obvious that we, I think the four of us love this movie. Uh, so when we move into the rank bank, it will be interesting to see where we rate this. This, this could rattle the, rattle the pillars of earth and, uh, and, Make some real uh, changes in the in the standings in the ladder. So let's get there. The rank bank. Yeah, we're going to start with you, mate. What are you giving this? And we've got I've got some options here. So listen to me. The choices out of dildo knives, bowls of spaghetti, heads in a box, pounds of flesh, cliff notes, and sins. With the dildo knives, I I, I prefer uh, knife strap on. Knife strap on. Yeah. Just sort of knife like strap on. No, that one's that one's too brutal. Like um, it's got to be head in a box. Head in a box. Got to be head in a box. Head in a box. Head in a box. Okay, so spaghetti cans was pretty good too. Yeah. Spaghetti was good. Yeah. What are you giving out of five heads in a box for seven? Three point five heads in a box for me. Wow. 3.5 yep. for the G. I liked it. It's a good movie. I could always rewatch that. It's pretty heavy. But, yeah, enjoyable. Okay. Haven't seen it for a long time, but certainly would watch it again. Three and a half. Okay, Daniel, from up there in the land, what are you giving seven? It's fair to say that you're a fuckwit gal. Uh, that's a four and a half <laughs> movie any day of the week. Uh, three and a half, you're going to have to do a groveling apology next week like I did for He's first Simon Cowell from American yeah. Idol. Uh, Simon Cowell. I think we'll pretend that there's only three on this pod and do the average based on three scores only. Yeah. It's four and a half heads in a box every day. You, whoever's picking the movies at the moment, and I think it's probably me, they've been fucking outstanding, so keep it up, me. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what, Morgs? The last scene in ruined it for me. Ruined it for oh, me. I got a low mark. Uh, <laughs> the monologue. The last third. The last, the last third just didn't live up, Morgs. This time when I watched it. So that's why I got a low uh, mark. We just need to Damo. edit all of Gow's bits out. It'll be a 42-minute song. <laughs> okay, Damo, how many heads in a box are you giving? Mate, this seven? is a masterpiece, 4.75. Oh, oh, okay. oh, well done, Damo. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the highest score ever given on Born to Watch. No, no, that, no gone I've fives. gone five. No, 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 I pulled it back. Uh, 4.75 is what I gave Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Uh, look, I am. I love this movie. It's in my top 20 movies of all time. I watch it religiously. We didn't do over and unders, which we might do after the rank bank. 
but it's high for me, this movie. This is one of those you can just put on in the background. I'm giving this 4.5 in the in the, uh, heads in a box. And now oh. we're going to oh. go to my favourite part of the night. And if we bear with me for uh, just a second, and then we'll bring it up on the screen so that uh, Gao can tell us what we're doing. Okay. I'm crushing it today. It's all worked. Here we go. Filter one. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. We're now moving over. Yeah, tell us where. Talk amongst uh, yourselves. Tell us where Seven stands in the rank bank and what the rating is. All right. Well, Seven has come up with an average of 4.31 heads in a box. So that puts it right below First Blood in number four at 4.33 Kingship Cops and just above Die Hard at 4.25 toasted quarterbacks. I think that's a good effort. I think that's where it should sit. You really bring that down, but, Yeah, I was yep. going to say, do you reckon Sloan's going to get onto Gow this week and um, do the what he did to Morgs? <laughs> no. For the um, the emotional... I don't, I don't think it's better know? than First Blood. Well, let's just see what Sloan has to say, and I think... Um, and he'll contact you, Gow. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a three... Uh, look... I think it's you're fucking own, tripping, Gow. This is a way better <laughs> movie than First Blood. Tripping balls. Yeah, it's it's a, it's I, a, actually it's definitely love first better than blood, the though. guard. <laughs> well, <laughs> the guard. You gave it three point. You gave the the guard three point five as well, gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's, a, it's actually a. I think a pretty, that's gal. Look, I'm looking at his. He's one of the lowest scorers quite often. Gal's a hard scorer. He, he is. He's a you know, and he's got his scale. He's got his own I don't, scale. I don't go too high, yeah. too low though. It, no, quite, what's, what's going to be interesting is when we when we do no retreat, no surrender. Oh. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to understand where 3.56 in the scale. One, one. It's a five. One. <laughs> one, one, 3.5. Okay. So, very good. It's in equal four spot. Uh, seven. Yeah, I don't mind that. 4.31. That's up there. Yep. As I said previously, let's do over and under. <laughs> I'm going to set this. Movie's in 95, so it's, you know, it's the best part of 30 years old. I'm going to set the over and unders at 25. It's an interesting movie. Start with you, Damo, and I'm, I know already what your answer is going to be, but shoot. <laughs> no, I've said, I've this one shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've said it six times. He's <laughs> <laughs> got uh, shitloads. Yep. Shit that is a lot for you. That's, that's a lot. That's 100 for you. Yeah, that's oh. what I mean. On the board of watch in, scale. In Damo so. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Gal, what about you? I, I'm not over 25 and definitely under, but I'd say 15. 15 to 20. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Daniel? I reckon I'm spot on 25. Uh, I am over 25. I'd say that I would between I'd be between 30 and 40, I would think. M- masterpiece, just brilliant. And you do pick stuff up every time you watch it, which makes it easy to watch. So it's not it's definitely not a 3.5 movie, but we're moving on. Okay, so what are we watching? Yeah. Watching anything this week? No, had been nothing. busy. Been busy. Been, been busy. busy. That's okay. We'll let you off this time. Uh what about you, Damo? I um cuz I've got uh, access to Plex TV. You do. I see. You're I using watched it too. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Oh. But I, I tell you what, it's funny. There's so much more adult humor in it than I thought. That Double on Colonel Wilma Deary. Oh, she's great. Yes. What about Hawk? Yeah. Well, Hawk. This was the movie one. So there was Tiger oh, Man. Yes, of course. But but I didn't realize how much of a karate chop master he was. He karate <laughs> chopped the shit out of everyone. Karate chopped to the neck. Yeah. Karate chopped to the back. Hassan. Karate chopped chop to the chest. Yeah. He just. That, and that's probably why he got his gig in sidekicks. <laughs> he karate chopped the shit out of everyone. Yeah. I didn't realize how much of a black belt he was. In, 
and it was the full hand, the it chop. Was hand, it was it the was, full chop. It was the Hassan chop. Really shitty kick, but the yeah. chop was lethal. Yeah, okay. And he could pilot one of those those um how good spaceships. The, how good are the ships? Great. I actually bought a, a model of the ship not long ago, about six weeks ago. Oh wow! I about come a, over a and play with it. About a ten incher. Yeah, okay. And a little mini one as well. Yeah, got to love playing with that ten incher. Yeah. Uh, now, Dan, what about you? Are you watching anything? Still Wrexham, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I've finished off Wrexham, which was excellent. But no, but watching this doco on Netflix about the earthquake in Nepal when all the climbers were up on Everest. Oh, the Everest uh, one? Bucket. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Worth, worth a look. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Look, I'm, I'm finishing off Wrexham. I've actually got one episode to watch, which I'll watch tonight after I get home as I pack for my trip to Bali tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Uh, okay, it's French. <laughs> All right, what's our what's our next up and coming movie? Well, it's a shame because we were going to go boys on tour and do a podcast in uh, Indonesia, which boys is not going to happen. Tour. But I shall be back uh, on the Monday night, so we're gonna probably have to do something on the Tuesday night for the Wednesday release. Well, we get huh? Damo we get Damo back again just to piss Sonny off. Yeah, that'd be funny. Do you, well, yeah. Do, do you want to come back in? <laughs> I'm always I'm always up for it. Okay. Well, we're gonna do it. We have to do it on the first of November. This is a Tuesday. I think I'm washing my hair that night. Well, looks like you missed this. Does the, the strawberry blonde come in a bottle or is that natural? <clears throat> it's natural strawberry blonde morgues. You should know this. <laughs> the, the curtains do match the pubes. Well, we've just figured out that the G-Man is going to be missing for a podcast, which is a huge shame, the next one that we do. And Mate, we'll, gee, I'm going to be travelling. Yeah. Be, I'll be over to the US to you, follow up Morgs's trip. Oh, you're, yeah. You're not going to follow in Morgs's footsteps, are you? Oh, you're no, an I'm ambassador to, to Bond Watch. Deep South. I'm going to the party town. You're going to Vegas. I'm going maybe. to Sin City. Right. Trying to line up uh, some deals with us over there in Vegas. Yeah. Maybe yeah, some yeah. sponsorship deals. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that would be good. Going maybe. deep undercover. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep undercover. undercover. Okay. We are going to do our first foreign film, but don't fret. It's an action blockbuster. The Raid, Indonesian thriller. It's amazing. It's essentially an arcade game as one cop works his way through a crack den to get to the boss at the top. It is great. Any banchongs? Um, well, Morgz has suggested it, so I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> so as we like, Damo Bridges brings a different energy, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm glad that we share a hobby, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, it's been another great pod. We thank you very much, Damo, for joining us at short notice. Not good, mate. It's time to hit the showers. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Uh, Damo's keen on the shower. Big on the shower. I'm so big worried. He's got his own soap today. Yeah, yeah. towel too. Amazing to have you back, mate. We missed you last week. Thanks, and, boys. Uh, great to be back. We will in miss the studio. you next week, and, and all the best for what's going on in, in the future for you. And Daniel, rest up, mate. I'll be thinking of you as you recover from your male leg syndrome. Yes. Uh, not such good times on the land. Have fun in Bali and uh, see you, F Wit. Speak to you soon. Okay, it's bye for now. See ya. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.